Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. With the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I am having some problems with the chat room, so I cannot get that up right now. But you can always go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on the link um, so you can listen to the show live. You can also go to my Facebook page, Talking Smooth Jazz, and click on the link there and listen to the show live. It is Sunday, April 23rd, 2017. My guest today is vocalist Ty Causey, known in the industry as Mr. Consistent in regards to the quality and professionalism of his album releases, Vocalist Ty Causey's music style is a combination of smooth jazz, sensual classic soul, and R&B. With strong lyrical integrity regarding love and life, this new CD is called Ty Angles on his record label, Tybon Records. Ty Causey, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hi, Terry. How you doing? Thank you so much. Glad to be here. I am doing I'm doing very well, thank you, and thank you for being here as well. Um, if you'd like to call in and speak with Ty, the phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. So, Mr. Kazi, now this new CD I um, called Ty Angle. I emailed you about this and told you that I was feeling it. What I think exact what I said was I'm digging it. I think that's what I said. <laughs> Yes, you did. I I really appreciate that. I was impressed with the fact that you uh, emailed me and let me know that because um, I had heard a previous interview with uh, you and Al, Al Jarreau, so I was really excited when I heard your message on the uh, or when I read your message on the uh, messenger. Oh yes, yes. And as I was saying to you before the show started, um, time angles kind of takes me back to the old days where. R&B music was Baby, Baby, Don't Go, and The Temptations, I'm Not Too Proud to Be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, Triangles is that kind of CD. You know, a lot of my music, uh, pretty much most of uh, my music is uh, is that way because, you know, like I said before, you know, um, it's just a matter of how people say it, you know, the the feelings and all the uh, intimate things that people want to say. And what they feel haven't changed. It's just a matter of how the artist is expressing it. I just choose to express it in that same way. You know, I was brought up on, you know, uh, some of the new artists that you have out there now. They express it, but they just express it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, your first name is Ty. His name is just T-Y is how it's spelled. Last name, Kazi, C-A-U-S-E-Y. The CD right. is called Ty Angle. So tell me about the title of the CD. You know, I was afraid you were going to ask me that question. <laughs> but that's that's a good question. Um, basically, you know, I came up with that title many years ago um, because I was trying to figure out what angle I was going to come to the uh, music industry um, at. And so I think over the course of the years, I've come at the music industry in, in you know, a lot of different angles. And so um, as far as uh, jazz, uh 
blues, a little bit of blues, funk. I also I do a gospel. So I thought Tangos would be a, a good name at this point in my career to come up with an album like that just to express the different angles I approach my music with. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And now, as I mentioned in the intro, you are known in the industry as Mr. Consistent. That was interesting, too. Who gave you that nickname? I'm not for sure who gave it to me. Um, I'm One of the uh, DJs over in the U.K., I'm so sorry that I can't remember his name right now. Um, I'll probably get in trouble for that, but um, I've heard it from a few different uh, people. And what a compliment, you know, to my music. I just feel like if you're going to put anything out there, you need to be consistent. You know, if it's uh, a style that people like, you know, you could change some things, but, you know, kind of stay in the same lane where, you know, people are expecting, you know, some things um from your past, but also you've been creative, you know, going into uh, something new. But the biggest thing is to be consistent and and just give the people, you know, what they're looking for. Okay. All right. So now, um, as many R&B artists start out in their career, they start in the church, and that was mm-hmm. the same for you. Yeah, that was the same for you. And so when did you start getting into um, R&B music, new jazz music? When did you really take your voice to that level? Well, uh, I I started off in the church, of course, and there was a big gap because I sung in the church and I sung in the church choir. And when I got in high school, I played sports. And so, you know, sports just kind of overtook everything um, at that time. And um, I went to college and on a scholarship um, and played basketball. Um, and so it wasn't until I got out of college and started uh, working a regular job, and I just wasn't satisfied working a regular job because I felt like, you know, uh, God gifted me, you know, with some talent, and I just had to soul search and find out what that talent was, and I've always had that passion for for music, and I love jazz, and I love R&B, and so I just decided to start writing poetry, so that's how I actually got started, was writing poetry, and then it all came together as I started to put the uh, lyrics of my poetry to music, and it just all seemed to come together um, with that flavor, uh, with the um, jazz and the uh, R&B. Okay. All right. So now, in writing the music for Ty Angles, in fact, you write, um, from what I read, you pretty much write all of your music. Um, Where do you draw inspiration from when you write songs, and what's your favorite part about the process? Well, I've had to put on several hats, to tell you the truth, because I've uh, I've never been trained to play uh, any instruments whatsoever. I basically have to train myself, and you know, that still has a lot to be desired, to tell you the truth. But um, with today's technology, you know, I'm able to play, you know, things that I feel in my head, and I'm able to bring it somewhat to life. Um, and it's developed a style for me that I really enjoy. So I would say the music part of it, even though uh, the main goal for me is to be the vocal uh, aspect of, of the whole project, the music part of it for me is really exciting for me because 
I have things in my head, things uh, and situations that I see all around me. Everything to me is a song. If I can walk outside right now and I can see something, it's like, wow, that's a song right there. So um, I think the process is more or less with me is to to uh, come up with the um, the music first and then um, express some of the things that I feel, you know, um, even back in my poetry days that uh, I've written. So um, if I got a good smooth R&B jazz instrumental that people can enjoy without even listening to vocals on it first. I think that's a very good start for me because um, my primary goal is to put my vocal on some really nice, smooth, soothing music. And so that's pretty much the process. Okay. Now tell tell me about the um, Triangle CD and the artists that are working with you on this. I see a few um, artists on here. And um, and then this last song, my pinstripe suit. I thought that was that title. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, I pr- I uh, produce all my own music, um, and I like to have special guests come on and play. And one of the special guests that came on this particular project is a guy named uh, Matt Cash Dollar. Um, he actually uh, lives in my city, and he's a phenomenal saxophone player. Who's uh, He's been around the country doing different things as well. But um, we've done shows together, and he actually plays in a band with me uh, every now and then uh, when I'm performing live. But I just heard his saxophone on a couple of these songs, and um, one, one particular song that he's on that I really – um, want people to to check out sometime. It's called "Be a Man About It," and he just mm-hmm. plays some serious, um, uh, serious uh, saxophone on there. Also, I got another friend who I've worked with. Um, he was on a label um, years ago. His name is G. O. Connor. Uh, we call him George, but um, uh, G. O. is is his name. He plays guitar on this um, on this particular album on a cut called um, "It's Crazy." And he also plays on, uh, I think it's Pinstripe Suit. Yeah, he plays on Pinstripe Suit as well. So um, I didn't have a whole lot of uh, artists on this one other than myself. Uh, Those two were the main cats that played on this particular album. And um, normally, you know, I have keyboard players and saxophonists, guitars, I mean, you name it, just to, you know, give it that live feel. Now, I read that you play piano, so are you not playing on this CD? Yeah, I'm actually playing all the piano parts and everything that you hear on there. Um, I'm, I just don't consider myself a, um, a skilled pianist. You know, I can produce music, but, you know, honestly, you know, I just I just got to keep it real. You know, I'm, I'm not the best keyboard player in the world. I can play, I can play enough to get myself... Um, excuse me, that was my <laughs> cell phone going up. Um, but I can play enough to uh to express what I'm trying to, to get over to the people. But yes, all the all the music that you hear is um me playing all of it except for the saxophone and the guitar parts that I um told you about um with G. O'Connor and also Matt Castaller. Okay. All right. Well let's take a listen to some of this music. And um, the first single that was released is uh, Won't You Be My Lady. So I'll start with that. Tell me about this one. Uh, Won't You Be My Lady. uh, Actually, it's a a cut that I'm really 
happy that you know people have gravitated to because it's one of my favorite cuts on the album. And basically, it's just one of those songs where um, a guy has a special feeling for this for this lady. And um, sometimes, you know how you women can be. You, you know, you can play a little bit hard to get. <laughs> so, um, so, <laughs> so we have. To, we have to put on our our our, our best. Uh, well, we just have to put on our best and uh, try to impress, you know, upon you guys that I'm one that you should be with. And so that's kind of where that tune went, you know. Uh, just one of those things where this lady was playing a little bit hard to get, but at the same time, you know, she still saw the same things that that I saw. So it all came together, you know. And of course, I have to be the one to ask her to be my lady. Oh, okay. <laughs> From Ty Kazi's new CD, Ty Angles, this is Won't You Be My Lady.
Ty Angles brand new CD. Oh, Ty Angles. From Ty Cosby's brand new CD, Ty Angles, was Won't You Be My Lady. So, Ty. Ty, can Hello? you hear me? I'm here. Yeah, I got you. Okay, so Denara on Twitter answered the question, and she said, I think the answer is yes. <laughs> Uh-oh, what was the question? <laughs> the title of the song, Won't You Be My Lady. She answered it. She said, I think the answer is yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the name of the song, Won't You Be My Lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Denara, for that. So Thank you I very much. I have a lot of great reviews um, on you. Um, there's a, several reviews on Ty's mm-hmm. website, um, if you want to check those out. And uh, I want to start with the one from Ronald Jackson from the Smooth Jazz Ride. He says, strutting along with a cool gait of romance, funk, and charm, this album grabs hold of whatever makes the heart ticks in both the romantic and the dancer. This is a can't-miss collection of infectious, soulful, finger-snapping treats. It must have Fakazi fans and fans of R&B jazz projects in general. And you can read that full review on the smoothjazzride.com. Nice review, what a review there from you, for you. Yeah, yeah, really nice. And then <laughs> he Dusty, nailed it. He nailed Dusty a lot Dusty. of um, different things that I wanted to express in this album. You know, like I said, the the funk, the the smooth, the the uh, quiet storm kind of uh, vibe. You know, um, just a great, great um, uh, review from uh, from Ronald, and I really appreciate that. That was that was nice. DustyGroove.com says One of the best male soul singers We've heard of late And an artist with a sound That should be getting him big play In years to come Yeah, Dusty Out of Chicago Do your your fans compare you To other R&B singers? Well, you know, I've been very fortunate Because very little do they uh, Compare me to another artist You know, I've, I've heard that I've got my own style but because the music so is so reminiscent of uh old school people have you know uh, associated me with people like uh Marvin Gaye um Peebo Bryson mm-hmm. uh, Glenn Jones and Jonathan Butler that kind of um that kind of genre of, of, of male singers so um that's a great lineup of people to be associated with so very respectable mm-hmm. Okay. Now you tell me what part of the the music process that you enjoy, but what part of it uh, of the aspect discourages you the most? Oh, that's a good question. Um I think um I I enjoy the all the aspects of it, but you know, there are times when, you know, you get I get writer's block, you know, sometimes. I like the music and Sometimes the music sounds so so uh, good to the point where you got to make sure that if you bring in vocals and anything other than uh, what the music is expressing to the table, you got to be on point because, um, like I said, the first thing I do is I listen to the music before I even write and put any vocals on because the music has to grab you uh, before I even um, come on the scene. So... Um, I would say sometimes when there's writer's block, you know, um, that could be a little bit discouraging. You know, sometimes, you know, 
you have to think about different things to write about, you know, because I've got so many albums. I, this is my 12th CD that I've um, released. And, you know, after a while, you got to find different ways to say some of the same things, you know, that you've said before, mm-hmm. or you have to find some different ways to uh, to capture your audience with new lyrics. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's even a shock value to some people because they're like, wow, I didn't know he was going to come off like that. You know, but all of my music is is pretty respectable. You know, um, I'm one of those type of people who don't really get into, you know, the explicit kind of, you know, lyrics and stuff like that. I just mm-hmm. keep it nice and smooth mm-hmm. and, you know, something that's enjoyable for people who uh, like that style of music. Okay. Do you find it's a challenge um, for R&B artists today with music, you know, in terms of, because there's the hip hop and there's rap and you know and that type of music out there now. So do you find that R and B artists have a, a sort of a challenge trying to get their music heard and out there? Oh, absolutely, I think they do. And you know, but it's it's not impossible, you know, because there's still a lot of R and B music lovers out there. You know, um, the younger generation, you know, just like you know when we were coming up as kids, you know, it was a new thing, you know, to music. Uh, People just had their different uh, gravitations to the music. And hip-hop and neo-soul, you know, that's the main focus of, of people in the music industry today. You know, those are the people who are um, highlighted more than people like myself, you know. I think, you know, with the with the old-school flavor, you know, because if you look at shows like uh, The Voice, you look at uh, uh, shows like American Idol, the songs that they audition with are songs like the old school. They don't audition with the new songs yeah. that you hear on the radio right now. In order for people to understand that they do have talent and that they can sing, they have to they have to go back to to the old school and to the roots of R&B in order to get their point across and and get the people to understand that I really can do this. I do have talent because if they try to do it with the rap. Um, it'd be, you know, a little little difficult for them because people are, uh, they understand the language and the communication of old school singing and producing and stuff like that. Okay, okay. Now, with the Internet and all the social media um, regarding, you know, as, as far as your career and the indie music in general, do you think it has only produced a mass, um, you know, copy and paste type of artist or who flood the web or making it difficult? real talent to emerge well i don't want to be the judge of that um but i do have my own opinion of it i think you know people are um they like the music that they like but i think at the same time as far as you know mainstream radio and and that they only get to hear what mainstream radio wants them to hear and so you know Mm -hmm. one of the things Mm -hmm. that's really cool about you know, the Internet is that you can go on the Internet and listen to any kind of music you want to listen to. So there are a lot of great artists out there, especially independent artists who you've never heard of before, who've got great albums, but you probably won't even hear them um, unless you go on the Internet or unless you find them, you know, because it's hard for independent artists like us who don't have a big uh, Warner Brothers label mm-hmm. or only label behind us to to emerge because of the limited resources we have. And so, you know, coming on a show like this and, you know, some of the reviews and and the um, 
Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff, I'm telling you, it's, it's such a, a great voice for people like myself and independent artists around the world to uh, express, you know, what we have uh, because there's there's no other way for us to, to do it. <laughs> okay. And now you live in Fort Wayne, Indiana. What's the music scene there like? I mean, are you, you know, getting exposure or fans, people finding out about you there? Oh, absolutely. Um, I got a wonderful fan base here in, in um Fort Wayne, Indiana. I mean, just, a, I mean, I think that's one of the things that's kept me thriving towards my goals to uh, to keep making music is the fan base that I get. People show up at my shows, and I haven't gotten out um, much this past year. You know, I perform pretty much in this little circle that I have because uh, I live in the Midwest, so I perform in places like Michigan, Ohio, and um, Illinois just the surrounding uh, states that I live in, Indiana, Michigan, and Ohio. And so um, I do go out and do shows. Um, like I've been out in Vegas, and I've a lot of the steppers um, have me come and do shows for them. So, you know, I've been uh, quite a few places, you know, because I have a steppers community that really um, has embraced my, my music on the steppers scene. So, uh, But for right now, <clears throat> actually, I'm just performing – within the, the radius of uh, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, and Illinois. Um, I was on a cruise once with, uh, I don't know, the, um, uh, I can't remember the name of the cruise. It's crazy. <laughs> but it, anyway, it was, uh, it was a cruise. It was a seven-day cruise, and I was on the cruise with 40 different artists like Charlie Wilson, uh, Stephanie Mills, uh, Najee, uh, just a ton of people. And actually, the uh, promoter that hires those people, they came, he came to my city. I was doing a show, and he came to my city and said, Ty, I hear your music in Baltimore and uh, Washington, but I don't see you performing there. I had to come and see if you were a real person. So that's how I got on <laughs> on the cruise. So, you know, I think a lot of, the, a lot of people um, – uh, remember me when I was on the road with Najee because um, that's how I started my career. Actually, that's how um, I got the exposure that I got. But it was a smooth jazz cruise uh, that I met so many people, and I was really, I was really uh, impressed at the fact that some of the major artists that were on that cruise ship knew exactly who I was, <laughs> and so it was just a, it was a treat. Okay. Now I want to ask you about Najee, but I want to do that after this next song. And I'm going to go okay. ahead and play Be a Man. So tell me about this one. Oh, man, I love this song. I'm so glad you're playing this song. Um, I, you know, not to not to say anything, you know, that would be unappealing to um, some of the music that's out there now, but just want to address the fact that we need to, as men, to – um, treat our women, you know, a little bit better than what we do. You know, we need. I'm a, I'm an old schooler, so you know, I come from the school of chivalry, and it's like when when I come to a door, I got to open the door up for a lady. You know, there's so much music out there that's downgrading women, and so I just wanted to express in this song that we need to be a little more conscious about how we um, treat our women and. There's not very many songs that I sing to, and this may be the only one that I sing to, you know, that 
pretty much is a message to the men because I, I like to sing to the ladies. I don't sing to the men too, too much. <laughs> but this is a song mm-hmm. and a message to all the men um, as to uh, what a lady really is yearning for, you know, in a man, and you know, because it's very important how you treat a treat a woman, because she's the mother of of all the 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 everybody. I mean, it's you know, I got a mother, and I was raised with five sisters, and it's just really uh, it's it's annoying to me when I hear some of this music out there, and they, you know, some of the names they call the women and different stuff like this. So. I'm sorry for going on and on, on and on about it, but that's what this song is about. It's just a message to all the brothers out there, you know, and myself, you know, just a reminder that we need to uh, be more respectful and, and treat the women the way they should be treated. Okay, you said you have five sisters. Are you the only male? No, I got. Um, I come from a pretty big family. I have, I have uh, three other brothers. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. All right. Well, this is Be a Man About It.
be a man about it. That is from Ty Cosby's new release, Ty Angles. Be a man about it. I like that. Love the lyrics Thank to that. You. Two gentlemen, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> I'm already in enough trouble today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, tell us about your um, chance meeting and the opportunity you had with Najee. Oh, this is um, this is a funny story, um, and you know I don't even know if Najee knows this, but you know if he's listening, you know now he'll know. <laughs> but um, there was a a time back, uh, Freddie Jackson and and uh, Najee and Melissa Morgan had a um, a tour called the um, it was called the Tasty Love Tour, and they came to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and they played at this um, place called the Embassy which is where we hold a lot of our concerts at here. And I was sitting in the audience, you know, and I've always liked Najee's music, but I never had a chance to meet him. But um, I was singing with a with a group uh, called Collaboration, and what that was, it was a uh, it was a four-piece group, and we sang like, you know, boys to men's kind of harmony and stuff. And so Najee's road manager uh, came up and tapped me on the shoulder while I was in the audience. And so... Um, all he said was, can you come with me? And he had like two other people with him. And I was like, wow, I had a flashback, you know, like 10 years. What did I do? What did I do in the last 10 years that, you know, I need to be accountable for? And so I, uh, I said, well, what's, what's going on? He said, well, I'm Najee's road manager. I've heard about you guys and I want to hear you sing. So we went up to his room and we sung for him and he, uh, really liked what he heard. And to make a long story short, um, the group didn't quite work out. And so I kept uh, this guy's number, uh, and I called him for a year, and I got, never got a return phone call from him. And one day, um, I just after a year, I just said, well, I won't try it no more. So I called and left him a message and just said, you know, I really wish you would call me back. It's, You know, it's been a year. And so he decided to call me back. And so, um, he, he wanted to know if I had any solo material and I said, yeah, I said, I'm in the studio working on it right now. I said, I can get you some in about two weeks. He said, great. He said, I would love to hear some stuff from you solo. And so got off the phone with him and then I, now I'm trying to figure out what am I going to do? Cause I don't have anything. I don't have music. I don't have anything. <laughs> so, uh, what I did was uh, there was a song, well, there was an album out by George Duke called Snapshot. And George Duke mm-hmm. had a song on there called Until Sunrise, and it was a total instrumental song. And what I did was I wrote lyrics to it. I took it to the studio, and I sung on it, and I was like, wow, this sounds pretty good. So um, I had one song. So at least now I got a demo. <laughs> But I, I went back again, and um, there was some karaoke. A lot of, this is uh, karaoke uh, was really start starting to emerge, and so um, I got a karaoke track of me and Mrs. Jones, and I laid my voice down on that, and so I had two songs, and so I sent it to him in that two week uh, time span that I told him would I would. So I didn't hear back from him for uh, maybe. Oh, two weeks, and I was kind of got a little bit, you know, discouraged because I'm like, man, I waited a year last time. I said, I said, I can't wait another year. So he ended up calling me. So he calls me on the phone. He says, Ty, he said, man, I love the, I love the, um, the demo. 
He said, I let Najee listen to it. And he said, Najee loved it. And he said, he was a little bit concerned about the music, he said, because when he first heard the, the song, he said, that's George's music. And then he said, now I get it because my vocals came in. And he said, that was pretty, you know, smart move to to get a song like that because there's no denying George Duke's music. Now you have to listen to my vocals. It's, you know, that, and that was the plan for me. And so he said, now she wants to meet you. And I said, oh, man, you kidding me? He said, yeah. He said he wants to meet you. I said, well, when do I get to meet him? He says, uh, say hello to Najee. And Najee was on the phone. And Najee said, hey, Ty, this is Najee. He said, man, I really like what you did, man. I'd like to uh, have you come out to California and uh, let's work on some demo stuff to see how we work together. So I was able to go out to uh, to California. He was living in Oakland at the time. And uh, we worked on a few uh, songs. And after we got done with their demo, I think I stayed with Najee uh, like two weeks. And uh, we got done with uh, like four demo songs. And I liked the way, you know, he worked. He liked the way I worked. And he said, well, I'm going to be putting an album out here pretty soon. He said, I'd like to have you, you know, sing on it and, and, you know, maybe write some stuff with me. So, um he that's and that's how it started. So uh, he called me up one day and just said, "Ty, I got my budget for my album. Can you fly out to uh, to California and let's uh, let's put some stuff together? Because I'd like to feature you on my album." So the name of the album was called Morning Tenderness, and so I I co-wrote uh, three songs with him on that, and I'm lead vocalist on one of them. And that particular uh, project um, landed me a an opportunity to go on the road with him to do the Najee uh, Morning Tenderness Tour. So we did that tour for about nine months. And while I was on the road, you know, I had an opportunity to meet a lot of people. But one of the things that um, impressed me to do my own music was because so many people asked me, where can we buy your album from? And I said, well, it's all over the place. I said, you know, I'm with Najee. They said, no, where's your solo album? And I didn't have one at the time. So... After the tour, that's what sparked me to start doing my own music. And so um, one of the songs that, um, that me and Najee did ended up on my first album. And Najee played on it. And also uh, I met a guy while I was in Oakland. His name was uh, Nelson Braxton from the Braxton Brothers. So he played bass on the very song that I sent to Najee, which was uh, Until Sunrise by uh, George Duke. All right, and you can find that, as he said, on his debut release, Entizing, um, yeah. uh, that song. And you also re-released this CD. Yes. Yes, I did. I was I was under a label, uh, a, a label in New York, and um, there were some things happening, you know, that just didn't work out, and so we parted ways, and I ended up just re-releasing it um, and adding some more songs on it. It was like 10 songs on the first one, I think, and then... The uh, second uh, enticing rekindled. It rekindled. Uh, I think I ended up with like fourteen or fifteen songs on that one. So, and that was the one that you know represented me for the enticing CD. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I want to ask you some questions about your previous releases. Um, on which of your CDs do you think you delivered your personal best performance so far, from an uh, from uh, an emotional and or a technical point of view? Um, I can pretty much say that album came in 2010, and the name of that album is called Down to Earth. 
there is one particular mm-hmm. song that came across exactly the way I wanted it to. It's everything that I heard in my head, and I was able to sing it the way I wanted to. And the name of that song um, is called A Place in Your Heart. It's a ballad, and it's it's a wonderful ballad, you know, that I wrote. And there's another song on there called um, Rocket to the Moon, which is still being played you know, in, a, in so many different places, and it's one of the songs I definitely have to sing wherever I do concerts at. And it's really been a blessing for me to um, have a song like that. And I would think that those two songs right there were two of my best songs, but definitely uh, a place in your heart on that album, uh, Down to Earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which CD was your most fun to produce? Um. I tell you, it, it was scary, you know, to to when I first produced my first album. But the because I was scared, you know, I didn't know how people would receive it because it's like, man, I've never been trained to uh, play piano or anything like that. And um, so I, the first one I did was called uh, Love Notes. But the most fun CD that I've done so far to this to date would probably be the uh, the last CD that I done called. Uh, Cause and effect, and um, it okay. had a, it had a um, a saxophone player named Igor Grzania on there, and it's it's I really you know felt pretty good about that album, and it's it got a lot of you know um, attention and still getting a lot of attention, but um, I would say yeah that was my most fun one that I did. Okay, which was your most emotional? Well, uh, it had to be the second album that I did um, because that was, the, and that one's called uh, Love Notes. And it's because um, my mom, you know, was a major part of me even pursuing, you know, a career in music because um, she saw how I struggled to try to find producers to uh, produce the music because I couldn't play myself. And a lot of the the, the producers, you know, you know, they didn't ha- either. They didn't have time, or I didn't have enough money. <laughs> so, my mm-hmm. mom saw me mm-hmm. struggling. You know, trying to find a way to uh, get my music out there, and she just took a chance and said, "Son, I'm going to buy you a keyboard." I said, "Mom, I don't even know how to play a keyboard." She said, "You're smart. You're going to figure it out." So she takes me to this uh, studio, um, you know, studio uh, music store called Sweetwater here in Fort Wayne. It's a pretty big music store around the country. And so I'm in this I'm in this studio and listening to some some of the people play the keyboards. I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> and so um my mom said just pick any keyboard you feel like you need to get. And so I didn't even know what keyboard to pick, but I knew I needed what they call a workstation where you could have um where you could record loops and I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with what a loop is but a loop is something that you mm-hmm. play that like the drum beat and it just continues to do, it does the same thing you know for as long as you yeah. want it to do the same thing so anyway um that's how I came up with the um to tell a long, long story short I don't want to take up too much more time but that's how I came up with this album called Love Notes um and that's why it was so emotional for me because I spent a little time trying to learn the keyboard and I finally figured it out just like my mom said and 
Love Notes was one of my bigger albums. You know, it's one of the ones that, you know, really exposed me to a lot of people, you know, in this country mm-hmm. and also a lot of the countries like Germany and UK and Japan and, and different places like that. And it was really a, an emotional time for me because my mom told me that I would figure it out. And so that was the driving force for me to continue to try to figure it out. And and still over the years, I'm still a work in progress, even up to this Triangle CD, you know, that I just produced. Um, it's it's just a work in progress, and I'm still trying to figure it out. And and I'm having a good time along on along the way now because I think for the most part, I have figured it out. Okay. Now, would you consider Love Notes your breakthrough CD? Uh, in a lot of ways, a lot of ways mm-hmm. um, I do. But I would think, you know, that there's uh, my Down to Earth CD really did a lot for me. Um, there was a uh, another CD that I did uh, called uh, Expressions, and I had my good friend Unam. Um, Unam is uh, uh, just a phenomenal guitar player, um, and he played on uh, that CD with me, and that made a lot of noise too, but I can't really say what's one of my albums other than Down to Earth and um, Love Notes. Those two were the really breakthrough CDs that people really started to notice my music. Because... uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, the the, um, Love Notes had a big uh, impression on the uh, Steppers community. I had a song on there called Life on Track and I Miss You and Falling for You and a lot of those songs Steppers really gravitated to and so the Steppers community really boosts me up, you know, as far as getting exposure, you know, for, for my music. Okay. Now, do you um, think, do you know of a fan favorite? Any of your CDs yeah, are fan well, favorite? Yeah, well, you know, I do... I do know I do know that Rocket to the Moon is is seems to be everybody's favorite <laughs> favorite song okay. from from me and I have so many albums you know I've just been grinding for so many yeah. years and and you know so many albums out there it's hard for me to uh, stop and figure out what I've done because I think if if I stopped and tried to figure out how much stuff I've done I'd probably pass out because you know after twelve <laughs> albums. That's a lot of music, you know, and all of my music is original music. Yeah, all of it is original, so that's a lot of uh, time invested, you know, um, as far as writing and also producing my own music. But, you know, it's been a joy ride for me, and I think, you know, through the years as I planted those seeds, I think the harvest time is is, is going to be coming soon. I've I've had a great harvest, but I think there's more to come. Mhm, mhm. And Ty also has a Christmas CD called Christmas Flow, and a gospel CD called The Gospel Truth. Um, and all, all right. of his music is listed on his website, TyCosyMusic dot com. Um, so you can check all of his music out there. That's awesome. I mean, you have a you have a great catalog of music here, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's been a like I said, it's a work in progress, but it's it's really good to look back and see how many albums I did and so you know with the beautiful name that the people have given me with Mr. Consistent you know it's it's really mm-hmm. an honor I'm really humbled by the fact that people you know gravitate to my music you know because you know sometimes you know you can put out a great album and then the next one you put out might not be so great and you can lose some things but you know um, 
with you know the people giving me a name like Mr. Consistency, you know, I don't take that lightly. Mhm. Mhm. All right, I'm going to close the show with another song. Ty, and I'm going to let you pick it. Um, I tell you what, I like this song. It's probably my favorite song on on the CD, although I like a lot of them. Um, well, I like all of them. But um this song is called um You're Some Kind of Wonderful and um it's just a love song, old school for sure. You know, a song that um expresses your love and, you know, life to um to a lady and just just expressing the feelings that uh of appreciation and respect for a lady. And it's just one okay. of those things that it's just one of those things that, you know, I just wanted to express to the world because a lot of times there's there's um guys out there that don't have the ability to express. And so a song like this expresses for them. So this is a song called you're some kind of wonderful. All right. So now, um, where are you playing? I'm in in Indiana. Indiana. Where are you playing? Um, right now, uh, I'm playing at a couple places. We have this this festival. I'm doing a show with a funk group, the old funk group called uh, Lakeside. Uh, Fantastic Boys, oh, okay. Lakeside. I'm doing a show with them yeah. um, at our Three Rivers Festival, and we also have a. Uh, we have a um, um, a Friday night live series that, that I perform at once a year. It's outside at the at the Jefferson Point Mall here in Fort Wayne, and I'm also doing a show at Gregory's in in Lansing, Michigan, and uh, a few other shows. But you know, if people are interested in in coming to some of my shows, just go to TyCauseyMusic.com. That's TyCauseyMusic.com, and check my schedule out. I'd love to see you come out and. That's what I love to do. I love to perform live. Okay. And where can people find you on social media? You can find me um, on Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook called Ty Causey Sr. I have a Facebook called Ty Causey. And you can catch me on um, Twitter, which is uh, Ty Causey Sr. as well. Okay. Are you on Instagram? No, I'm not on Instagram. I need to be on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a group. I'm not. A, All right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not really savvy when it comes to <laughs> to computers. So, um, you know, that's one thing I do need to get on, and and I will get on because I hear it's a a, a great way to get exposure. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. Well, Ty, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you again for the interview. Thank you very much, Terry, and I really appreciate the time. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, I will close the show with the song, You're Some Kind of Wonderful, from Ty Causey's new CD, Ty Angles. Definitely check this out. Again, the website is tycauseymusic.com, T-Y-C-A-U-S-E-Y music.com. All right, Ty, thank you again, and you have a great day. Thank you. You too, Terry. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, so thank you again for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Um, I look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Again, check out Mr. Kazi's CD called Ty Angles at tykazimusic.com. This is You're Some Kind of Wonderful. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Follow the Jazz Queen on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen, on Facebook and Instagram at Talking Smooth Jazz, and visit the website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com.